Well, good morning, folks. How are we doing? I'm 100% positive that every listener will be doing better than me right now. But I digress. Because I just, I just, I got to talk about this a little bit because I just got off the phone with a friend. And he's fucking, he's just listened to the last few episodes of the podcast, so he's sort of fully up to date on where we are right now and um, he wanted to have a little chat with me so you know it's sort of like well okay he's like well I know I know things are going a little bit wrong at the minute Nige but you know how you doing and I we talked about the the current situation as it stands for me and uh he said, well, he said, I want to play devil's advocate for a moment. And I'm like, you want to play devil's advocate for a moment? And he's like, oh, yeah. So go on then. I said, I'm fucking dying to hear this. And he says, were you on the phone too much? He said, is it the phone that got to this, that got you to this point? And I was, I was a little bit gobsmacked by that. You know, because he's a mate. And, I don't know, I just, I suppose I automatically thought he'd be on my side. And, as it turns out, you know, it's not that he wasn't on my side. But, you know, he just wanted to talk through things with me and put some things into perspective that maybe I knew, didn't know, something, something, I don't fucking care. And, you know, were you you on the phone too much? I think, well, do you know what? Yeah, I I probably was. I I probably was on the phone too much. I probably didn't pay enough attention. I probably didn't fucking engage as much as I should have done. Maybe it's because I was fucking flat out busy at work all fucking all week fucking dig, 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 go, 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 earning money for my family. And, you know, fucking... You know, trying... You know, I had a a vision that I would earn as much money as I could, we'd, we'd buy a house close to the yard, and my my vision was to become like the operations manager for the company which would be an office based role you know that way I would be like QS contracts manager plant manager etc etc you know just keep control of the whole operation and that was what I was working towards well you you can't do that and be checked out of the job You, 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 you have to you know, you have to be committed to the job and you have to put, you know, you have to be time served and, and dedicated. And I was, but I had a whole, I had a whole plan. And I I think, yeah, maybe, maybe I did get into a bit of a rut where I was, I was finishing work and where I was so busy in the day, I was tired and trying to catch up with friends on socials, trying to keep the podcast alive. And, 
yeah, maybe I did get into a bit of a rut where I wasn't at work, I was at home, I was in my comfort zone with my family, and I thought I was, I thought everything was fine. Maybe, maybe that comfort was the thing that, that gave me the complacency. And we talked about that, and then he went and flipped that on its head, and said, well, no, I just, you know, I just want to, just want to flip that on its head for you, which he did. And he said, at any point, did she actually say to you, Nigel, if you don't sort this fucking phone shit out, you're going to be looking for a new girlfriend. Because I am sick to fucking death of you sitting there on your fucking phone. If we don't sort this out, if we don't set some fucking rules about allowed permissible time on the phone, then it's it's going to be over. And do you know what? That that was never that was never a conversation that she ever had with me. You know, you'd get a little bit of fucking. Oh, come on, put your phone down. We're going. We're going to go and do this. Put your phone down. We're going to go and do that. You know, every now and again. But the problem is, she was as bad for being on the phone. She was as bad for being on the phone because she used to read books on her phone and quite often she'd be reading books and you know she'd be reading books and I'd be like oh fucking hell okay well you're going to read your book then oh you're going to read your book you know bedtime same as fucking normal no effort made whatsoever no sexy undies no shaved pussy no nothing and you know she'd be just laying there in fucking grotty shorts grotty t-shirt stinking a fucking B.O where she hadn't even bothered going and getting a fucking shower. And, you know, that's real, That's a real turn-on for a guy, that is, who hasn't seen you all week. Who's, you know, your boyfriend who's been sending you dick pics and fucking wanking videos. You know, fucking... You've been sending back fucking... Sending back fucking videos of the vibrator stuck up. You can't have a fucking jolly of it. And he's like, whoa, what? And I says, well, yeah, I said that was, that was sort of a little bit of part of our relationship. And he's like, okay. He said, so she was, com- she was completely familiar with fucking taking videos of her fucking vibrating her pussy down. I said, well, yeah. He said, well, that's a problem. I said, well, what do you mean that's a problem? He said, well, no, he said, it's not a problem. He said, but it's a... It's an indication. I said, an indication? I said, of what, that we were in a relationship? He says, yes and no. He said, the fact that... The fact that you say she checked, she was busy checking out of the relationship from about six months ago, which she was, to get to this point and she was still sending you videos and stuff, and I'm like, yeah... And he says to me, he says, well, okay. He says, well, do you know what that means? I says, no. He says, her familiarity with sending videos and sending pictures on the phone to somebody that she's talking sexually with means that she was already open. She hadn't excluded herself from 
from that kind of activity because whatever she wanted with someone else was going to start with that and it's going to end with that and I was like oh my fucking days I said so this is this really is all my fault and he says well actually no no it's not he says because she never actually had the if you don't sort this shit out we're finished conversation and then I'm like well you know maybe there were signs and signals and things that went over my head and I didn't didn't understand and he said well he said let's put it this way did she ever have that explicit conversation with you no explicitly no we never we never actually had that conversation he said right well there you go then he said the fact that you never had that explicit conversation and the fact that instead of instead of her doing normal and I said well what's your version of normal he says well normally when you're in a relationship and it's breaking down but you want to save it you want to be together normally you set about finding a way right okay he said how much effort did she put and I said fuck all fuck all You know, the last few the last few months, you know, I've been getting back and you know, she absolutely fucking absolutely fucking reeks of fucking BO where she hasn't been and got a shower. You know, very rarely did she ever shower before I got home. And it's like, Oh, aren't you gonna get a shower? Oh no, I shower in the mornings. Okay, you shower and you shower in the morning. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I get back of a night. I get back at night, you know. Don't whine that I don't lick your pussy out while it's fucking, while it stinks of a fucking dead mackerel. So anyway, anyway, fucking, oh, oh I'm going to reverse. So, you know, it was the, well, I don't, I don't shower at night. I shower in the mornings. So, you know, I can sort of, I can sort of say, well, okay. You know, that's not really, that's not really a great excuse. But I'd be, you know, open to the suggestion that maybe that was just her preferred. Even though I had already said. So then he says to me, he says about about me flipping out over the um, over the vaccine thing, and he says, you know, were you were you wrong about that? And I said to him, I said, um, I said, well, look, I said my feelings over the whole vaccine passport thing the vaccine, you know, health through a fucking needle, you know, that everything to do with vaccines at the moment, to me, I, I'm not comfortable with, I'm not happy with. And he's like, okay. He said, did she know that? I said, yes, she, yes, she knew that. Yes, she knew how I'm sceptical of the government. Yes, she knew all of this. And he's like, no, no, no. He said, no, as long as we're, as long as we're, we're, we're clear on where we are here. I said, well, yeah, I said, fucking, I said, my daughter's health is, is you know, health, long-term health and well-being is my 
ultimate priority. So he's like, no, I'm not, not suggesting it isn't. He said, so she knew that you weren't happy about the vaccine thing, but went and did it anyway. And I said, yeah. He said, so what was your spat about? I said, it wasn't really a fucking, wasn't really a, a spat. You know, it was just barely fucking five minutes of fucking, I wasn't, you know, the thing is, it was Dennis's leaving do. I needed to get changed. I wanted to be in the right frame. I didn't want to have a blazing row with her. So I was just sort of like, well, look, it's done now. Can't change it. Fucking, it is what it is. And it was like, the worst thing of it for me was the next day, you know, that was the Thursday, the 28th. Friday, the 29th was my birthday. You know, I was hoping for, I just, I was pissy about it. But I was thinking, well, maybe she'll at least make an effort. She'll, she'll have made an effort for me for my birthday and she'll try and fucking, she'll try and do something with me to try and figure this out. But the reality, the stark reality of this for me is she didn't ever want to make this work. She wasn't interested in making this work. She had checked out. Things uh, were over. But we were just going through the motions. Because she could have talked about all of these things with me. She could have had these conversations with me. But she never did. And like I say, I used to get home at the weekends. I didn't want to have a blazing row. I didn't want to have stupid fucking conversations about fucking rubbish and garbage. Wanted happy home time. So, yeah. Just unravelling shit in my mind and, you know, talking to different people means I get different perspectives on my own behaviour as well as... As well as her behaviour towards me. They're mine. Uh, I'm just in the yard now, just, just dropping off some stuff here in the yard. Then I'm going to pick up the transit van and go over to the house. I said I'll be there between 12 and 1. And pick up the rest of my worldly possessions from the house and leave. I'm really hoping I don't I don't really see her mother at all. Although I can well imagine that, you know, she's she's never really had anything to say to me anyway. She's never really liked me and this goes back fucking years. So it's no no love lost there. And the fact that she completely condones and is probably actively encouraging Joe in all of this means she's a pretty worthless individual herself. That she is. So I'm not going to get hung up on any of it. And um, I'm going to go. I'm going to pick up my stuff. I'm going to come back to the yard. I'm going to drop it off here because I've got a... I've got a storage container here for now. And then... Um, in... Two... No, he... You see, the next weekend or the weekend after, I will have a house, and then I'll be moving all my stuff into a house. Got a plan, folks. I've got a plan. I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but I do have a plan.
So, yeah. I'm just going to make my daily videos for Dotty. Make my two daily videos for my daughter. And pick her up at the weekend. Or every other weekend or whatever. Whatever Joe decides she is happy with at the moment. Until I've got my legal counsel in place. And then we'll go from there. But first things first, things first I need to get my stuff. I need to get moved into a house. I need to get everything registered there. The credit cards, the fucking, the everything. I need to find a way of protecting my credit. And getting that squared up. And then I can move on from there. Just going to take time. You know, somebody said to me, oh, you know, time, you know, time's a great healer, Nigel. Time's a great healer. And I stopped and I thought about that and I thought, well, actually, no, I disagree. I don't really think time is a healer. I think time is just that thing. That measurement of units. From the moment. To the present. If that makes sense. And the further removed from the moment you are, the easier it becomes. But I think it's your ability to process the information, your ability to, to deal with your emotions, your ability to, to find your way forward. That's the healing. It's not so much time, but the process of, of healing. And when I see a lot of a lot of people today, they never deal with the feelings and the emotions from the last relationship before they start the next one. And that's not going to be me. Because the next relationship, I don't want any hang-ups. I don't want to be... I don't, I don't want to feel distrust I don't want to feel any of that and I need to put myself in a better place so I can meet better people and maybe one day I'll meet someone maybe one day but I'm certainly not looking to just hop into bed with anyone right now because that's not really dealing with the situation that's just occupying your carnal instincts that's just satiating a lust for sex and I think I'm I think I'm better than that I do think I'm better than that so yeah thanks for joining me on this fine and dandy Sunday morning from the seat of the Lexus and wish me luck, folks. This is going to be an interesting day. Well, the um, all the stuff is picked up. I've got it all here in the in the back of this big old van. Me wheels and tires, me welders, all me all me tools and sundries and oils and aerosols and fucking bits and pieces. 
It's all here. It's all in the back. All oh, my worldly stuff. She took all of the stuff that was inside the house, or wasn't allowed inside the house, which in a way is a good thing. In a way, it's a good thing because I was not... You know, I wouldn't have done anything, because I'm not like that. I wouldn't have done anything. But I'm, I'm glad she did that. I'm glad she took all of my stuff out of that house and put it outside on the front on, on the front garden for me and you know in bags and boxes like it should be. She's being very cordial. There is absolutely zero emotion in this whatsoever, nothing. So yeah. That is what it is. It's not hard for her whatsoever. Fucking everything everything all the all the dots connect, all the fucking Every, everything is exactly as I expected. Everything. Fucking textbook. I won't lie, it's hard. You know, I'm picking up all your fucking stuff after all these years. You know, everything that we everything that we were, everything that we built. You know, closing them closing them gates for the last time today. As I walked away with all my stuff was Fucking hell, that would give me a lump in my throat, that did. But the reason why I'm talking now, the reason why this is an extra add-on to this, is because a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, before I fucking, before I had this flare up, and she decided, enough was enough, and ah! And I was unbearable, according to her. I knew things were a little bit off. And, uh... I'd looked for something on, I'd looked for a nice small little necklace, you know, little trinkets and things. And she's not a jewellery wearer, you know, don't, don't for one second fucking, don't for one second think she's dripping in gold because she's never, she's never been a jewellery wearer. She's never worn jewellery. Not all of the jewellery that I've bought her over the years, not none of the gold, not none of the silver, no, nothing. She's never worn it. She's, it's always just fucking in the bottom of the cupboard. And, um, yeah. And that was when we, that was when we were together. That was, that was when we were together. But I saw this little thing to my soulmate. I may not be able to solve all of your problems, and I may be the cause of a few of them. But I'll always be here right beside you to deal with them. And that was exactly how I felt in that moment, and I wanted her to have that. So today, to today when I'm packing up the stuff and I'm getting the bag and there's a jiffy bag on on top of it and I'm thinking, what the fucking hell's that come from then? What's that? And when I opened it up, the Talia Ray fucking bag, the gift bag and everything was in there and I was like, oh my God. And I'd sort of forgotten about that. Well, I mean, I've had a little bit to think about, haven't I, the last few days. And, um, yeah. Yeah, fucking... 
Yeah. So I took that out of the bag and looked at it, took a picture of it, put it back in its little gift bag and I wrote her a note to thank her for being cordial and civil with me right now. Won't, you know, won't mind it's been hard. You know, I bought this for us when things were a little bit wobbly a couple of weeks ago and I want you to keep it. Not just to remember me, but to remember that as a reminder that you were the only one I ever considered my soulmate. And that, I'm afraid to say, is true. Because 24 years we've been in and out of each other's lives. For 24 years we've been in and out of each other's lives. And for the last 13, I, I, I was faithfully committed to my relationship, even though it seems that she wasn't. So throughout all of this, it's just my hurt feelings. Throughout all of this, it's just me. being hurt by the situation that maybe I've allowed to fucking propagate itself. I don't know. Maybe I was the problem. Maybe not. Yeah. One of the things my mate made absolutely clear to me earlier was Remember what it's like in the beginnings of a new relationship. Remember the beginnings of a new relationship. When it's all exciting, it's all fun, and it's all, you know, oh, the endorphins are rolling through your body like you wouldn't believe, and oh, it's a whirlwind of emotion. He said, never forget that, Mike. He said, because she's feeling that with someone else. And I'm like, well, fucking hell. Why, why, why does she have to do that? He said, I don't know. He said he's taking her out for a drink, he's buying her shit, he's fucking, he's doing whatever. He said all it takes is somebody else to show her, all it's taken is for somebody else to show her some fucking, show her some, some affection, show her some fucking, and, and spend it, and, and fucking, just do all the fucking shit that you, that you did. But because it's all new, because it's all exciting, because they're fucking strangers, it's, oh, it's, and then the fact that she's doing it behind your back makes it all the more exciting and all the rest on it. He said, you're, it's not about you, it's never been about you for her. And that hurt. That hurt when he said that. And... You know, I'm, I sit back in this van now and I'm just sort of like, well, do you know what? The fucking, the worst thing of all of this will be that she'll never, ever, ever admit to anyone 
how she feels. She will never do that. She will never open up to anybody. Never. And if you're wondering why I can tell you that so categorically, I can tell you that so categorically because she never, ever, ever opened up to me. She never talked about anything from the past, any of the problems that she had. It's all bottled up inside, it's all stored up emotion and just comes out when it feels like it and it's coming out right now. But instead of dealing with it and getting past it and building what you want and creating what you want with the person that you're with, she's just decided that it's easier just to chuck me away and start afresh with someone new. And that's not a problem. That's not a problem. Now I know that it was never about me. Now I... Now I know that everything that's been and gone has been and gone and it's never going to get better between us. That the past we have is all that we remain, the past. Because for, for the two of us, no, there's no there's no future, there's no There's no moving forward. There are two completely separate lives that transect with the only common link being our daughter. And that's it. That's the only thing we have in common. Is the fact that we have a daughter together. And I just need to make sure that I'm guarded And that I don't let my past attachment to her cloud my judgement when her life is all going wrong. And she looks at me as being the escape route because I'm going to be fine. I'm, I am going to be fucking tip-top. I'm going to be fucking tip-top. I'm going to have a house, I'm going to have a nice little garden, I'm going to have my fucking, I'm going to have my trucks, I'm going to get back out there, I'm going to do some off-roading, going to go and have some fun, I'm going to start living again. Instead of getting back at the weekends and just bumming around, house, bumming around the house at the weekends because I'm fucking bored and, um, it, well, so bored because I'm fucking I'm tired after a long week away and I just wanted to be at home fucking relax do family time just wanted I just wanted to relax and do family time because I worked fucking hard and I do I work fucking hard everybody I work with says how hard I work you know fucking Brewster the fucking foreman you know he, he fucking we were talking the other day, and he goes, yeah, he says, fucking, yeah. He says, I, I, he said, I do pop over every now and again. I said, oh, yeah, I said, how's it look? He said, well, that's exactly all I do. He says, just come over, just come over to have a look. And I'm like, all right, what's that then? He said, well, it's not like I've actually got to tell you what to do, is it? I said, well, no. So I do know what I'm doing. 
and he said, yeah, he said, everything, he said, everything you did over there on that 278 works, he said, that was fucking mint. Everything you did over there on that 278 works was fucking mint. That's the feedback you want from your client when you're working. And that's the kind of feedback I needed for my governor in order for me to, to make the transition that I thought was going to be the best route for my family was going to was going to get was going to give me a bigger salary, so that I could earn more money. So I could earn more money. I could have a. I could you know I could afford a mortgage and we could buy a house and yada yada yada. And yeah, you know I had a plan. I had a plan, it's just she decided she didn't want to be part of it. And I, I, I don't know, I don't know why, I don't know why it's... <sighs> dear. You know, we've, we've gotten to this point now, and... Part of me's glad we're here now. Because if I'd have bought a house, then we'd have been proper fucked. Because if I'd have bought a house and I'd have been paying a fucking mortgage, you can bet your fucking life I ain't moving fucking shit nowhere. I am not moving a fucking matchstick out of that house. Not like today, where I've just been and picked up all my worldly possessions in the works van. But if I own my own house, I'm not moving a fucking matchstick out of there. You can fuck right off. And, yeah, my mate said it earlier. He said, well, you know, was the moving up to the mother-in-law's, he said, was that part of her plan to just get rid of you anyway? He said, that way she's moved up there. She's all safe and secure and sound. And, you know, you're her best friend. And, you know, she, you know, you're, you're her friend. You know, you're her best friend up there until she's settled, and then when she's settled, she cuts you off. He said, because that's part of what it looks like as well. And I'm like, do what? He said, yeah. He said, well, while the little one, while the little girl was at home and she weren't going to no nursery or nothing because of COVID and this and that, she weren't socialising, was she? She didn't know no one. I'm like, okay. What do you mean by that? He said, well, the little girl, when she goes to nursery, that opens up a social circle for Joe, doesn't it? Yeah. He said, "Well, that's what's happened, doesn't it? In the last, in the last fucking, in the last few months. You know, just before the summer holidays, Dotty started preschool, didn't you?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah. Actually, funnily enough, Dotty started preschool. Joe, Joe became a member of the fucking preschool group, and she's suddenly built a friend network in the town." So now she knows people, now she's got friends around her. Now I'm not her only friend on the end of the phone. And it's just kind of extrapolated from there. So now she's got her friend network, now she feels she she's, can be confident enough to sack off the bloke that she don't want and go and find a new one. Fucking hell. It, but like I say, these these are other people's perspectives that I've never that I'd never even thought about. I'd never even considered. 
you know, these these are the you know, this is how other people this is how other people think. This is what other people have fucking seen, read between the lines, whatever. And I'm just like, no, I, I don't I don't think I don't think you're right. I said subconsciously, I think you know I'm right. No, no, I don't I don't think you're right. And he says he says, well, he says, you're gonna have a few minutes dwelling about it at some point. Sit and have a dwell on it when you do. Think about it, and you know I'm right. And all that stuff was going through my head when I was packing up my stuff, when I was putting all my stuff in the back of this van. And, yeah. When she first moved up there, I was her only friend. I was the only guy who fucking kept in touch. I was the only, you know, I was on the end of the phone every day. I was the father of her kid and all the rest of it. And as soon as she got a friend network, as soon as she felt comfortable, as soon as she established herself there, after a year and a half, well, after a year, as soon as Dottie started preschool and she started, and she started socialising with all the friends there, that's pretty much when our relationship started going wrong. Six months ago, like I said, six months ago, she started checking out. She started checking out. She used to send me. She used to send me back to the. Used to send stuff back to the caravan, and I'm just like, oh, what do I need to take this back to the caravan for, Joe? I live here. And you just get this dumb look on her face. And like I say, this has been going on for months. I don't want to see it like this, but it is like this. She'll never tell you the truth. She'll never, ever, ever tell you the truth. I started this podcast because I wanted to be honest. I wanted to be real. I didn't want to be fucking... Didn't want to fucking hide behind fucking anything. I want people to know the truth about what I think and how I feel. What I see. And that's what this podcast is. My real life thoughts and feelings. And the happenings in the world. And at the moment, it just so happens that the happenings are in my life. So yeah, thanks for joining me from the uh, from the seat of the big transit jumbo van. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get very sweaty and very fucking tired unloading all of this shit out the back of this van because obviously I need to get myself I need to I need to find a laundrex I need to do some washing. <laughs> fucking hell, laundrette. Fucking yesterday I went to a barber shop. Today I'm going to a laundrette. Holy fuck! Fucking then life changed. Ta da!